We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, the number one podcast network for today's Kansas City sports fans. With former players from your favorite teams, informed perspectives, and former insiders, this is the place for you. KC Sports Network is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. What is up, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to One on One, a KC Sports Network podcast. I am your co-host, Mike DeVito, here as always with Chiefs legend, Super Bowl champion, Jeff yeah. Allen, and we are bringing you all things Chiefs football from a player's perspective. Big Jeff, it's been a little bit, man. It's hey, been a while. I love the hair, bro. How are you do? How are you doing this, man? This how is all you? this is all natural, man. I got this how? little like um. There's this device called a sponge, where man. you kind of go in a circular motion and it kind of puts your hair in these like oh, it's awesome, almost man. like curls, like lock kind of deal. I wish. So Look I at this, it, man. man. Look at what's going on. I know. Here. I'm happy. Oh, I still I got, got it. I'm getting a little gray, but I still yeah. It looks good, so, brother. So I love it. Man, we're back at it. Great to have you back, Big Jeff. Let me before we get into it, Cookie Society, December first tomorrow. It's tomorrow. What do we got for Christmas season, baby? Man, it's the it's the holiday season. We got um, cookie butter ginger snap. Mm. Uh, you know, we got um, hot cocoa. Oh, nice. Yeah, we have. What's pecan. that like? Yeah, yeah, it's it's a chocolate cookie um, uh, with cocoa and. All that good stuff with a marshmallow torched mm. on top with a chocolate ganache and sprinkles. Oh man. Um, we also have a pecan pie cookie that's on the menu, and I'm missing one. Um it's just blanking right now, but uh, we'll get they're it. All, they're, they're all good, man. Yeah, man. The one thing I've, I've always been amazed with the cookies is every time I have them, whatever the theme is, it could be double bacon cheeseburger with fries. That cookie's going to taste like a double bacon cheeseburger with fries. So I got to check out that uh, that cocoa one, man. That sounds that sounds real good. But make sure to check them out, cookiesociety.com. They ship nationwide. So grateful for our sponsor. Thank you, Big Jeff. Get the the merch, get the uh, the candles, everything. It's all great. Check them out. Um, all right, brother, let's get into it, man. So it's been a while. One thing we didn't get a chance to talk about, kind of a big thing that happened a couple weeks ago, was the Jeff Saturday hire in yeah. uh, in Indy. So they fa- they fire Frank Reich. They hire Jeff Saturday, a guy that I played against. Uh, I had a ton of respect for as a player uh, and as a person. Uh, but I was curious to get your thoughts, man. What do you think of this? Because you've seen sort of uh, polarizing views here, and the big criticism being, how do you hire someone with little to no coaching experience 
to be the head coach of a national football team. So what do you think, man? What are your thoughts yeah, on this whole I, deal? I, I kind of can see the extreme of the takes that were going. People were kind of losing their shit mm-hmm. and saying this is ridiculous and it's not fair and people are getting passed over. They've been working. There's people internally in the coach organization that deserve the opportunity. Um, but it's an interim job. I didn't say that didn't mean he's the head guy yet. Right. Um, it's just for this duration throughout this season. Let's see how it goes. I think um, when you look at other sports, I like it. I mean, look at the NBA. Yeah. There's a ton of former players that get opportunities like this um, without any right. experience. So um, obviously he knows the game he played for a, a long time. Um, one of the greatest centers to play the game, one of the smartest centers. Right. Um, and he, he's a leader of men. You, you can just tell with his demeanor, um, the way he handled himself in the presser. Um, I, I like it. I, I want to see where it goes. I, I, right. I do think there's others that are more deserving, but that doesn't say he isn't deserving. So, yeah. See. Yeah, there's certainly a tension here, right? Where it's like you can you can have a guy who uh, who has certain um, attributes that seem to make him a good coach, and yet at the same time uh, can see the point where okay, there are others that certainly deserve to be in this position and, and could have got and certainly got jumped over for Jeff to get the job. But the thing about Jeff Saturday is he's been around so many winning teams, been a part of so many winning teams. Uh, and I think, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but outside of a quarterback, the center probably is the second smartest, smartest person guy yeah, on team. the field. That's true. And, and, everything. and one, of the, one of the things I missed this point, I thought about it, there's a lot of people on TV that are being very hypocritical right. um, because they jumped the line in media. Right. Right. There's right. a lot right. of journalism that, journalism that, journalists, journalists that put in a lot of work um, over the course of the years that did the day in and day out, paid their dues that didn't get the opportunities that these former athletes are getting right. that, that retire and jump right on the big screen. So, exactly. I mean, they get the same type of treatment just in that area. Exactly. Um, so I, I think it, it, it happens, man. People do get special treatment, but that special treatment's earned in a sense. So, You know one thing I've been – yeah, no, that's totally right. Good job pointing that out. That's a great point. Uh the one thing I've been thinking about with this situation is, is there a significant difference between the knowledge that Jeff Saturday has and his experience and the knowledge that, say, a coach his age would have? Uh, maybe coaching position coaches, maybe a DC. Um, I'm just like, the one thing I'm having trouble with is I, I don't know what these coaches would know that Jeff Saturday wouldn't know uh, in order to the knowledge he wouldn't have in order to successfully run and manage a time, team, I'm sure there is stuff. Yeah, there's, mean, de- there's definitely things. There's the nuance of actually being within an organization and right. learning how to be on that side of the fence, being a coach, um, structuring a day, um, le- learning the flow of that operation as a, as a coach right, is different than, right. than having the knowledge. Um, I, I do think he's going to have to work to learn how to do those things, how to communicate with the staff, how to delegate right, right. and do all those sorts of things. Those things are learned on the job while you're being, while you're understudy. Um, but there's not many people on earth that know more football than a guy that did as long as he did right, and he's as right. smart as he is. So, I mean, right. he has that advantage and he knows, he knows what it feels like. So being a former player, you have an advantage, especially when you can coach and teach. Right. You see it with Mike Vrabel. He does a hell of a job because he can relate to the guys. He's been right. there. He's done that. But right. he also is um, a hell of a teacher. So right. I think Jeff has the same opportunity. Um, it's just going to take a little bit of time because Mike actually was a you know a linebacker right. coach yeah. and a defense coordinator. 
and right. he became a head coach. Right, worked his way up. Yeah, really interesting, Jeff. No, and and I uh, I'm rooting hard for him. I want him to do well. I mean, I, the guy's a great guy. I like yeah. him. I, I always enjoyed playing against him. So, all right, man. So going back to the Chiefs now. Talk to me, brother. Your first time going to uh, not only a pro football game but a Kansas City Chiefs pro football game as a fan. Yeah. Now you're you're better than I am because I still have not been able to to bring myself to do it. I just don't think I can handle it. But you you were there, man. It looked like you were having fun. I saw the social media posts. Talk to me. What was it like being in that that venue and that atmosphere and not being on the field? It was awesome. First off, really, I, I, it was. I loved it. I, wow. I think it was really cool to you know come in the stadium as a fan. I, I actually didn't know where to park. I had a <laughs> I had a parking pass, but I couldn't find a parking lot. I was so used to going to the players' lot, right, going right. through the express lane, getting the royal treatment. Right now, I actually had to park in a right. parking spot and kind of navigate through all the fans and go through the metal detectors. And and I've never been on that side of the stadium, you know, in the concourse and walking up and down looking for seats and stuff like that. So that was that was different, but it was cool. I, you know, I bumped into a few people that recognized me, so I felt famous. Um, I got to go down on the field. I had a, like a sideline pass. I actually went down to the wrong section on the sideline and got kicked off by <laughs> by one of the security guards. I'm like, hey, here's my Super Bowl ring. She's like, I don't care. Yeah, right. <laughs> right she's, like, she's trying to keep her job. She's like, yeah, right, you got to right. go up and go around. But yeah. um, it was awesome. I got to see when I did go down, I got to see a lot of the players. I got to see Trav, um, some of the coaches. Um, and then post game, same deal. And I actually got to Hang out with Eric Stone Street, huge Chiefs fan, um, really good dude. So that was really awesome. Yeah, that's really cool, Big Jeff. I, I don't think I could do it, man. I hear you talking about it, and I just my my I can just feel my stomach just drop. Like it I, just. I I encourage you to do it. I did miss it a lot more being there physically. Yeah. Um, because you get that same feeling. I felt like I was about to go suit up, but yeah. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not on the team anymore. So that that was definitely tough. But I think it was really cool just to see some of the guys that I played with. It's a lot different team than when you were there. Yeah. But I know Trav was there when you were there. Um, but the, a lot of the coaches are still there. And yeah. a lot of the administrative people, um, the training room, all those people are the same. And I'm sure they'd love to see you. They loved you in that building. They still oh, do. Man. And I got that same love when I went back and I saw a lot of people post-game in the family room and, you know, step foot in the locker room and that type of stuff. I worry I'd be crying all over the place, man. If I went in there and saw, uh, <laughs> I got Coach to see Reed. my man, Coach Reed. I got to see Rubes. You know, I Rick Rubes. Yeah. Oh man, so that, that was good. really cool, man. Dang! Wow, that's awesome. And what was it like as the game was going on? I mean, you know, one thing I think probably fans don't realize as much is that when we're playing in the game, um, you're really not focused on what the other side of the ball is doing, right? So, like no. when I'm on defense and I'm, you know, I'm playing on defense. Soon as we're off the field, I'm sitting on the bench and we're talking about the last series. Yeah. And I'm not even watching you guys on offense, you know. And I know it's the same thing with you. So what was it like, like getting to watch the whole game? You know, it, what was, I mean? it was it was cool. Yeah. I I was watching the full game. I tried to watch the full game if I wasn't talking to someone. Right. Um, but it was kind of the same deal actually being in the stadium. I kind of focused, I geared myself to the offensive side of the booth ball. No one yeah. can talk to me. I'm looking at everything. Yeah, looking at the line, looking at everything. And then the defense gets on the field, and I'm like, all right, I, I can talk for a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. I'm yeah. still kind of watching and talking. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. that, that, was, that was different. And, and just the angle of being where I was at, I was kind of up high. Yeah, where were you sitting? I was were you sitting in one of the, one of the suites up there. Okay, yeah. And just the angle that I had wasn't 
I don't want to say it was a great angle, but I, I'm not used to watching the game from that angle. So right. I wasn't able to see it the way that I'm usually seeing it on the ground level or watching it on TV. Um, so I, I had to go rewatch when I got back home. Mm, that's man. I, maybe it's because I'm Italian. I'm too emotional. I don't know, Big Jeff. I, don't, I, I still can't get myself to do it. But maybe maybe one day. Hopefully one day I can come on the show and talk about my first. Uh, I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you out there, man. If you gotta cry, you gotta. If cry you're there, we I can cry. We can do it together. Man, you can lean on my shoulder, and then <laughs> Look, we can go get, get some, out of here. We bro. can go get some barbecue and dry <laughs> our eyes with red tips or something like that. <laughs> That's great. That's exactly what we do. We can go eat together, man. That yeah. would help me get through it. Oh, that's great, Big Jeff. Well, I'm happy for you. That that looks like fun. Obviously, to go during a win, that's that's the place. That's the time to be there. So, getting talking about Kansas City specifically now. Obviously, we had the win last week. Coming up on the Bengals this week. Before we get into the game, we saw some additions. Big Brandon Williams. Mm-hmm. We get Melvin Gordon. And no, um, yeah, we got Melvin Gordon, and then we got a wide receiver. Yeah, and it's. I feel like it's somebody good too. I just can't remember the name yeah. off the. But. Talk to me about because I and I don't think you ever went through Brian this Brian Edwards former Brian writer. Edwards that's right that's yeah. right thank you our producer Jordan with the heads up there, um, what I, I don't now you didn't you never had to you never had to go onto a team and I didn't either sort of in the middle of the season no. do you think it's difficult for this for these guys like take somebody Brandon Williams he's been in he's been in Baltimore forever. Uh, and I know in Baltimore, even you know, even now they still run that sort of hybrid three-four-four-three. Now he's coming into Spags' defense, a little bit di- well, much different as far as I know. I mean, much more upfield, one-gap penetrating type defense. Um, how you know, just in general, would you find you think it's difficult for these guys to come in mid to late season and just you know? take off and get going. I mean, what, what are your thoughts? This is, cause what are we on now? Week 10, week 11. I mean, we're, we're, yeah, we're, 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 we're late in the year. I think these guys will be situational guys. Yeah. If they do get bumped to the active roster, yeah. it doesn't matter when they play, if it's in the, in the playoffs, later in the playoffs, whatever, it's not going to be much in their plate. They're going to be swing right. type of guys. They're not going to be starters. Um, right. Plus they're veteran guys. I, I don't worry about veteran guys that have been around right. the league a long time. Um, more than likely they've had different coordinators played in different offenses and defenses. Right. Um, they understand football. The terminology might be different, but football is football. You're, you're exactly. going to be able to relate to certain things, and you kind of got to flip the switch and, and, and invert your brain to try to forget some of the old stuff. But it, the fundamentals of football and the schematics are the same. So they'll be able to, to um, you know, speed up their learning curve being older, and right. they'll be ready when the time comes. It's so weird that these guys are older now. I mean, I remember Brandon Williams had, he was young when I yeah. when I was finished, and he was an animal. And so year when I saw 10. that he had signed, I was like, "Damn, he was a free agent!" Like year ten, uh, man. You know, once you get old, you get put in that box, and you kind of you're still yeah. a good football player. Don't forget. I mean, it's a young man's game, but right. these older guys can still be good situationally. Um, yeah. They can still create a spark. I mean, we saw it um, with Suggs that Super Bowl run. A lot right. of people don't talk about that, but he made some plays down the stretch that, right. you know, it may not have been a lot of plays, but he made some plays that, that made a difference. Yeah, when you look at his stats during the season versus his stats in the postseason that year, yeah, uh, he did, you know, he was. He was effective. And then, you know, not to mention that, you have a guy who has playoff experience. And, and we, you know, I know this is a, sort of a tangent, but uh, on a playoff, you know, on a team going into the playoffs, the more guys you have that have playoff experience – the better you're going to be because as we'll get into, it's a totally different beast. But uh, I was excited to see these guys sign. Man. I think this is really cool. I mean, it, it's just typical Veach and Andy Reid. You're just yeah. adding more studs to the roster. And you're right. These guys, 
you know, may slow down a little bit, but these are still, these are some studs. I'm, I'm really interested to see this Melvin, this Melvin Gordon deal. Yeah. Um, he, he's a good football player. He still is a good football player. He's had the fumbling issues in Denver, um, but he still has a lot more in the tank. Uh, I think a lot more than previous running backs that we brought on right. that were free agents or older in their career. Right. Um, I, I still think he can play good football. So I don't know where he lines up in the lineup or if he even gets an opportunity because we're deep at that position. Um, but if he does, I, I think that that could be a good addition. As long and that as we, was, we can hold on to the ball. Yeah, no, and that was strained when I saw his name because the, the two points you mentioned. I mean, he, one, he's a good player. So, again, surprised he's he is, uh, uh, you know, out there. But also yeah. the position's so deep that it was like, wow, I wonder what they wonder what they were thinking there. But uh, it probably speaks to the first point that this here's a good guy who's still on the street. We got to get him out, get him playing. And so uh, – you know, if, if they, you know, if he still has some yeah. stuff in the tank, and like you said, he's still young. You know, Andy Reid's going to be able to maximize uh, whatever whatever he's got left. So, no, that's good. Good to be adding guys late, yeah. especially this time of year when guys are getting a little bit tired, guys getting a little banged up. To have more uh, weapons that have some fresh feet, some fresh legs, that's always good stuff. All right, Bengals game this week, big game. Probably, I don't. I'm trying to think of what's left on the schedule, but this is probably the most difficult game. Yeah. We- I mean, every week's difficult, but this is probably the toughest. This, this is going to be the, the the Bengals are rolling right now. They look yeah. pretty good. But before we start talking about the Bengals, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let Tuck tell you a little bit about some of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, I got to tell you guys about our friends at Liquid Death. And by now, you guys already know that you might see some strange tall boys of beer in the bottled water section of your local stores. Well, it's not beer. It's actually mountain spring water from the Alps, and it's called Liquid Death. Why is the water called Liquid Death? Say it with me. 
It'll brutally murder your thirst. And their infinitely recycled tall boy cans are here helping to bring death to plastic bottles as well. They also donate 10% of their profits from every can sold to kill plastic pollution. I've got the severed lime flavor with me here. I also love the berry flavor. And also, just the straight still water is incredible. I like uh, I like drinking the water out of the can. It makes you feel powerful makes you feel uh, authoritative so here's what you gotta do go to liquiddeath.com slash kcsn to find their store locator tool or you can go get liquid death at your local target walmart or 7-eleven go check them out at liquiddeath.com slash kcsn what are your thoughts on uh this idea of a revenge game right so this is kind of what's out in the air we obviously we lost to them last year the afc championship game in a heartbreaker um i i think that oh, and Jordan just just shot this to me. He said Kansas City has the easiest strength of schedule left in the NFL. That is a scary, that's scary. That's great. That is a scary thought. So then this obviously is the toughest team on the on the block. Um, you know, I remember 2013. Remember when we lost to the Colts in that in that wild card game? Yeah, that that was killer. That was killer. And uh, I remember. I don't necessarily think of it as a revenge game. But I remember being incredibly motivated to get back to that next season because I wanted to write that wrong and, and get things going. Um, talk to me about revenge games in general, brother. Are these a thing? Like, do you think Kansas City, a lot of those guys were there last year. Do they're thinking about this as, hey, we got to get back and make this one right from last year? Without a doubt. Coaches, players, mm. um, the entire staff, everybody. Support yeah. anybody in that Chiefs building. They want to win this game. They want to win it bad. And they don't want to just win it. They want to make a statement, especially mm. the way that we lost them during the regular season um, with the intent of, you know, winning the AFC championship game and playoffs coming up short again um, for no other reason than us making mistakes. Right. It, it was it was our own fault. Um, we kind of had a meltdown there offensively. And um, I know this entire offseason they were motivated by that loss. Um, and it's kind of propelled them to this record that they have now. And they get the opportunity to play the same team. They kicked them out the playoffs. So, and then it's along the path to getting that number one seed. So there, there's right. a lot of importance to this game because the Bengals are hot right now. They look yeah. like a really good football team. They started out 0-2. They won, you know, seven of the last nine or something like that. Um, Joe Burrow looks really good. The offensive line is protecting really well. Their weapons are doing really well. J Jamar Chase is healthy. Um, I think Joe Mixon is going to be back. So it's going to be a test. Um, but I, I think, and I always think, um, no one's going to beat the Chiefs but the Chiefs. Yeah, right. It's up to us executing. Um, we're not only um, the best team on paper, I just think we have the, the, the best mindset right now. And you can see that Rams game. I mean, we kind of blew by it through this this podcast. Um, nobody really cares. I mean, they, nah. they feel like they lost that game. Right. Um, that's one of those games where you're fortunate enough to get the win, but there's a lot to learn from it. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do this week against a really good football team, and um, especially with what happened last year. Yeah, that's a dangerous perspective. Too. I didn't even think of that element. But not only you you have this idea of a revenge game, but you have this team looking at last week like a loss, right? So this is also a bounce back, yeah. get back on track game. Uh, yeah. So those are uh, that's a couple extra motivating things going into this. You do have to worry though, and one thing I didn't think about that you brought up. I mean, I, I always am worried about a team that starts zero and two and is able to put together a seven and four. Right? I mean, starting over two zero and two is a devastating. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what the percentages are, but the percentages of making the playoffs drop. So like, Single digit. Yeah, 0-2 start. So 
to bounce back to be seven and four to get things right. You know, this is a resilient team too. So this is not one of those games that you can come out and just start flat because these guys are, uh, you know, these guys can can play and they'll they'll hop up and make you pay for your mistakes. So got to come out a hundred miles an hour. But we know we're going to do that, Big Jeff. Any other thoughts going into this game before we before we head out? I mean, any sort of – what are you looking for? Anything specific? I mean, obviously Burrow's the guy, right? Burrow's the guy. I, th- I think um, defensively we just got to keep him off schedule. He's, he's right. a pocket guy, but he does have mobility. He right. can make some plays with his feet. And he's kind of like – I don't want to compare him to Mahomes, um, but he's kind of like Pat – he knows when to run. Right. That, that, that's, that's one of those things that's not really talked about, Pat has the ability to run, but he actually knows when to run. Um, right. He reads coverage just really well. He knows exactly what the situation is. He knows when he can he, he can make that make that move. So um, that can be scary, but I think with the way Chris Jones has been playing this year, defensive player type of year, mm. um, the interior of the pocket is going to get some push. I think that's a mismatch for sure and in our favor. Um, so I'm looking forward to see Chris Jones kind of redeem himself too because he got – I mean, he didn't have the—I wouldn't say the greatest game in the playoffs, but he had some opportunities to end that game, right? And, right. and he didn't. So that's in the back of his mind too. You don't want that big man fired up. He got—he t- has ten sacks already from that interior, you know, one-three technique. I mean, it's hard to explain how difficult it is to have double-digit yes. sacks from the interior, and we're only at week whatever. I mean, you—you know—we still got seven, eight games left, so. Uh, he has put together an incredible season. I mean, that's Aaron Donald type. Uh, 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 taking I think that game. I think the crown's kind of getting, or the torch is getting passed. Getting um, passed, man. I, we saw. I mean, they they were. They, I don't want to say they faced each other, but they were playing the same game. Right. And Chris was the guy. He was the best defensive right. player on the field, and he's been the whole year. In my right. opinion, or one of the best. I know he's definitely been the best defensive tackle this year. Um, so I kind of think that torch is being passed to Chris. Yeah. You know what? That's a good point. But before we leave, talk to me about my Paisan on the offensive line there that was able to keep Aaron Donald from getting a sack. Yes. Oh, my man, Allegretti, the coin Come on, guy. Brother. Talk to me. The talk coin to guy, me. my fellow line. You this saw guy. him. You saw him. He's, what? A, he's a wrestler, man. Oh. He's a fighter. You understand? He's a fighter. This man's going to fight tooth and nail down to the last bit. He's going to mm. figure out a way to get the job done. He's one of my favorite teammates ever. I, I got him for one year. Uh, he's a great locker room guy. Good football player. I think a lot of his um, deficiencies are are made up for with his toughness. Um, really good. smart guy, good character. Um, I think he should be a starter. Um, unfortunately, he has two really solid guys, or three guys in front of him. <laughs> yeah, that all are, pros. All that are all pro, pro bowl type yeah, guys. Yeah. Um, but he's a very serviceable starter in this league. And I think, you know, we're fortunate to have him as one of our swing guys. Yeah, and he's Italian too. So Yeah, and, he, and he's Italian. You know? There you go. <laughs> Chiefs Kingdom, thank you for tuning in to one-on-one. We really appreciate you. Big Jeff, love you, brother. We will see you all next week with another W moving on, getting closer and closer to the playoffs. Love you, Chiefs Kingdom. Thank you. Yes, sir. Beat the Bengals. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.